Guys, welcome to my fields. Issue 141. Joshua Michael, Tony Morales, holding it down. How's it going, brother? I'm doing good, man. Another good week. Freaking, you know, good weekend. Freaking got a, got a show coming up here in a few weeks. Got Comic-Con next week. Ooh. A whole lot of good things on the horizon. Yeah, man. Uh, freaking, I thought Jim Lee was going to be just there. Like uh, Junior Junior was like three years ago, but no, that's gonna be. Mm-hmm. A, we're gonna have to show a little. We're gonna have to show at least a hundo to meet Jim Lee. Yeah. But those sneaky guys that run old Fan Expo at uh, Comic Con, or they can't call it Comic Con; it's Fan Expo. Um, I'd have paid two hundred dollars to meet Jim Lee. Right, jokes on you, suckers. Jokes on you. Yeah, we get like a free lithograph. He signs three things. And we get a selfie. Absolutely. I got a freaking photo of me and Colin with Stan Lee. What needs to be next to it is uh, Morales, Joshua, Michael wearing newer shirts, meeting Jim Lee. It's true. With all our. So it's a good on. idea. Yeah, and then uh, the only other thing that like uh, I was it's 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 another hundo, and I Azarello, few other of the Batman greats getting to talk about Batman after dark, and I felt like they'd been listening to us, and they like trying to take our two hundred dollars, but we get Prince, <laughs> we get Prince from like all six of them. And uh, it's a special meet and greet and uh, a panel about writing Batman. And that is definitely interesting, too. Yeah, I know. But even then, like we have, like uh, I told you uh, when we were on the hunt this weekend, like uh, I want every issue of Weapon X. That that's what I'm there for. I want. I'm gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have. We're gonna be prepared. I actually have a uh, extra. Freaking messenger bag for you. Nice, nice. And um, we're gonna be prepared for if we meet someone that wants to be drawing, or we want, like we're gonna have our recorders on us, all that good stuff. But um, everything that's happened in Gotham in the past three years, Bloodhaven, Azarella. Yep. Um. Freaking Belanger's gonna be there. He wants to see Maha. He wants to, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of him. But like, I'm not nervous. Yeah. We're gonna get it done. Yeah, I'm sure we will, man. It'll be, it'll be good. Freaking, hopefully, pick up some grails, pick up some, uh, grails. You know, meet some, shake some hands, freaking kiss some babies. Don't shake any babies. Yep, don't shake the babies. We can shake Jim Lee. Oh, you know, he might be fragile. We don't know. We never know. But even then, I'm paying the hundo to meet Jim Lee. Uh, under no circumstances. The the only thing that would be worse if it gets announced like, uh, Todd McFarlane's coming. Pay $1,000 into action figures that might happen. And then uh, he'll look at you in the eyeballs. Only a thousand dollars. He's like, I've I've paid well more than that to not look him in the eye. 
No, we're gonna have a great time, man. Like we we we've got a show. We've got Denver Comic Con. Um, yeah, we've got like uh, uh, go on on the hunt, man. The hunt this weekend was gnarly. Oh yeah, no, we had a good time. Got some got some good books. Freaking, we hit up uh, we hit up good old Ed's, of course. We hit up Kapow Comics. Head up Escape Velocity. Came out with some uh, some good old. I, I know I personally got some uh, some old school Batman. I was had my eye on. I picked up a uh, Secret Wars two, which actually has the uh, first appearance of Boom Boom in it, as well nice. as the first appearance of Beyonder. Amazing. Yeah, I picked up picked up my regs. That freaking uh, good old Eds. Good old Ed. Love the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and my and my and my buddy here did me a solid and picked me up a uh, first print of freaking Last Ronin number one, which I did not have. So publicly, thank you for that. You don't have to thank me for nothing, man. Uh, just back to the hunt, man. If you're on the hunt, if you're on the hunt, and you feel guilty because every time you're homie comes to your house and like oh, i'm sorry did you trip on my first print of last ronin and it's there wrapped up like freaking like super great price man that was an excellent price that was 25 dollars less than what we've seen it for there's no yeah. way, there's no way we're walking out with that that and plus like i've i i have ruined abuela friendly every episode so, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh yeah j- you take care of your bros and uh just uh it was it was an honor. Awesome, appreciate it. There, there was no way, we're, there was no freaking way we we're walking out with that. I saw that and I was like, not not today, not today. Freaking, I did my gimmick haggling. It's a uh, it's ninety dollars. We'll give you sixty. <laughs> yep, met in the middle and made it work. Yeah, made it work, made it work, and now the. Your freaking last run and set's complete. That's all that matters to me is my homeboy's last run and set's complete. Is that 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 you not having a last run and set complete was an injustice? And what happens to injustices in Bloodhaven where we live and breathe? We stop them. Uh, Nightwing, Bitewing, Babs, they stop them out. And uh, just uh, take care of your homies, friends. And uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. I, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but uh, I love you, man. You're 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 my you're my best bud, and I love you. Oh, you too, bud. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah. don't worry, I've got a pair of grails here that no, I picked up this on. week. Before we get to that, before <laughs> freaking last runner number one, homie over here hands me a decent copy first appearance of Forge, one of my absolute favorites. Of the X-Men. Uncanny X-Men 184. This is a dollar. He practically shoved him at, like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, he's, like I still have his uh, Toy Biz action figure. He's one of the, the best guys ever. Nice, and, nice. Yeah, this is just, just Grail Day, man. Like, found some Dawns, found, um, what else did we find? Uh, got, uh, last time I was there, I got the Time of Your Life no, no, I got, no, I got Time of Your Life this time from death, and, um, yeah, we got some good, good stuff, man, and freaking, yeah. Speaking of which, should we officially call you the 51 cent man? <laughs> yes, you should. 
So you want to tell you want to tell the uh, the listeners the uh, the reason you're referred to now as the fifty one cent man? No, because you should go ahead and just roast me because I'm. I'm... <laughs> so so we go into Ed's, and uh, Mr. Joshua Michael has not been there for six months. Yeah, it's been six months. Yeah, but uh, good old Ed, as he's wont to do, has held every issue that. Mr. Joshua Michael has asked him to for six months, and he he finally came in. Today is the day. I finally had pay, rent paid all. I'm caught up. I got money in my pocket. I got two hundred fifty dollars for you, Ed. <laughs> two hundred and fifty dollars going into this comic book shop, and he's like, oh, "Ed, how close am I?" Oh, you're you're at a hundred and you're at one hundred and forty nine dollars. Okay, keep going. Oh wait, where am I now? Oh, uh, one seventy four. Yeah. What? What? And by the time we were done, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was the total amount due with tax was two hundred forty nine dollars and forty nine cents. I called you like Tony. You gotta see this. <laughs> Tony, you gotta see this. And I'm like, Ed, just save me you that were. Batman poster. <laughs> yeah. 51 cents shy of hitting that magic number of $250. We had, to, we had to pay the piper, man. Like, uh, I've been, like, behind on a lot of things. And, like, you know, moving out was a lot. And um, freaking Ed will keep uh, pools for deployed gentlemen and gentlewomen's uh, for years. And he took care of me. And there was a couple books in there that I didn't ask for, but I think he might have mixed up my mix with someone else. And, yeah. And he hooked it up, man. Ed, it was just great to see him, man. Good old Ed, man. If you don't have an Ed, you have messed up. Find you an Ed. He will, he will love you forever. Find you a good comic guy that has your back. We need to, we need to give Ed our phone number. That's that's what we gotta do, because it, like minefielders, if you have missed uh, five episodes ago, Ed magically got a giant size X Men number one that went for what a grand, uh, fifteen hundred I believe. I think it sold. The guy that bought it uh, was a repeat customer that had a had a pull box. So it came went down because I had to get twenty percent off. It ended up being about uh, twelve hundred dollars. So that's that's when just all was said and done. I'm I'm happy it went to subscriber because Ed takes care of his people. Mm-hmm. But if he if Ed had had us on speed dial, I would have left work immediately. Like it, it didn't matter. I, I know you and I are good for it. But if you'd have been like, bro, I only have twelve hundred, and I'm like, uh, I'm on my way to ATM. I'll I, like it's twenty. It's ten minutes away. I'll see you in five. <laughs> like, 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 like we're getting your giant size, bro. Like we, like we gotta give Ed our our cell phone numbers. <laughs> that we do. That we do. Giant size. Freaking yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. You gotta you gotta trust in the hunt and freaking. Believe in the hunt, and the hunt will believe in you. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, man, because, like, guys, if you, like, how many times have you and I been on the hunt and we found, ex- like, put it in perspective, we're on our way into Lubbock. We're making that hard right from the county road onto the main highway. 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, what what was the first Spirits of Strife? And then and then you got distracted and then we had to do the U turn and then we get to uh, freaking All Star and um That was Big Apple. Big Apple. Yeah. And they were there, we got them. And next time we come back, the the two they had left over that were like way less quality of what we bought, freaking mm-hmm. like um, in, in in the glass, ninety dollars. <laughs> yeah, and they they were not ninety dollars when I when we purchased them. No, that no, is for sure. They were not. Beware, Joshua, Michael, and Tony Morales walking in. Because, oh, we're just gonna buy these innocently enough. No big deal. Why are they no. fighting in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Like trust in the hunt. The hunt will trust in you. I have found. I want to say I have found a solid seventy-five percent of my Don collection, and I found all of my She collection. Because remember when we started the hunt, I was like, I want the '90s comics that I couldn't buy. I want She. I want Ash. I want uh, freaking Dawn. I want Lady Death, Evil Ernie, and I have almost like I want to say ninety-five percent of those. Awesome. Just trust in the hunt, and you you, you completed freaking Nightfall in what like like a month? Not, it wasn't even a month. Not freaking even. between the, the ones I had already, and freaking that one that the first time we went on the hunt, like freaking, I think I had all but two by the end of the day. Oh, dude, that was gnarly, man. Like like I was handing you, like I I was going looking for my stuff, but I was looking for your stuff. Like I got it. Okay, cool. Put it back. No big deal. Like, homies be homies. I, yeah. I think the only one I had to order offline was a uh, 497, which is where they where Bane breaks Batman's back because I wanted the, uh, the, the fold-out cover. The fold-out cover because, like, guys, if you don't, you don't have the fold-out cover, that's not the first print. Well, no. It, it kind of is the first print. There was three versions. There was the fold-out that has the, the gatefold and... Not gatefold in style the way that uh, 500 Detective was. No, Batman. No. Um, it was. It had like a, a cardboard like insert on the front. And, yeah. And then there was the regular one that didn't have the cardboard, and there was the one that was the newsprint one that you got in the spinner. Um, yep. We're not judging if you got the spinner. You got it when you got it, but like if you didn't get the, the one with the cardboard, that's not the first print. And we were, we went hard looking for that, freaking um, yeah. Trust the hunt. No. Oh. Trust the hunt. Hey, you, know, you never know what you might find. Shoot. No man, like 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 you were you were like looking at me. I had like two comics in my hand last time we were there in Lubbock. And like that's all you got, and I was like that's all I got, and I just made a quick roundabout just to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I come up to the counter with all of Ultra, and mm-hmm. we had had the last time we left left Lubbock, I was like I'm looking for Ultra, I want all the Jonathan Luna, Joshua Luna, I'm looking for Ultra, I told your story, I'm like this is this is it, and you were like nice, <laughs> there it was, there it was, yep. freaking just trust the hunt. Sometimes it's easy peasy like that. Shoot, like I was uh, piecing together the first seventy issues of X Factor. You can you can always get a bunch of the uh, the, the non keys. Pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
that that's where that's what kills you though. Is so it's, it's those three dollar books, and next thing you know, you've got like thirty or forty of them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that that adds up quick. You know, well, same thing with the New Mutants. Hold on, hold on, before we get too far on that. You and I get pushed into overtime all the time. Mm-hmm. You and I get pushed into overtime all the time. We pay our bills. We take care of our family. Like, you, you call me regularly. Like, hey, let's go to the gym. Let's go to comic stores. I'm on the way to mom and dad's house. Got to lay down some sod. Hey, let's do this. Uh, Morales, uh, Mrs. and Morales Jr. are, we're about to go to this. I'm like, hey, say no more. Just send some pictures. Um, we, we put the work in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice having that swipe and not look at the, the, uh, freaking bank account balance in it. Yeah. It's nice. And, but trust the hunt. All right, let's do it. The grails, the one you've been holding on me. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So, so number one. <clears throat> so, who would you say is probably your favorite artist of all time? I would say. Give me like thirty seconds on this one. Becky Cloon, Alex Ross, uh, Andy Belanger, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee. Well, who's 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 the one that you're always trying to uh, you're trying to get the entire Spider-Man run of? You son of a bitch. I didn't get Spider-Man. But I got Batman 423. Hold on! The one and only. Hold on. Pause. Hold. Keep holding. It's got the mistake. It's got the mistake. It's got the mistake. You... <laughs> it's got the mistake. It's got the mistake. Yep. But you would have known there was a mistake when I told you. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's got to have the mistake. Um, uh, homegirl yeah. uh, from some one of those uh, comic book Instagram like subscribe things was uh, advertising. She had one of those, and I was like, "It doesn't have the mistake." Yep. So not only is it the one and only McFarlane cover ever drawn on Batman, but it also officially completes my entire run of Batman 400 to 500. Wonderful. That, that, is, that is so beautiful. It's one of the best covers, man. Like One of the things people don't understand is how good McFarlane is with capes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is with capes. Yeah, you've been waiting for that for a while, man. Right. Oh yeah, I had, had, had to hunt. Had to hunt that one out online, freaking trying to find a even a decent deal has been next to impossible. You you win on that one, man. Oh yeah. I, I was bragging about my death time of time of your life, man. Like that was like I've got the trade paperback, and uh, for those of you who don't know, in minefields, second prints and trade paperbacks are unacceptable. <laughs> it's a big no no. Variants are at least an iffy. It depends, man. I can. I know. I know you give me crap about it, but uh, my choice in variants is cherry. Okay. My choice in variants is absolutely cherry. I'm not. You're not wrong. I'm not picking it because it's a variant. 
but when my life has no meaning until I have the variant issue of Black uh, Batman Black and White number five, Becky Clooney. Number four. Number four. Yes, you're right. Okay. Freaking like, like your homie finds it for you. First Batman cover ever drawn by a woman. Yep. So for my next trick. Oh god damn it! All right, number two. All right, two. Hold on. All right. I'm I'm two. Oh, I didn't talk about that. <laughs> first, first one, first one you can't blame me for. This, that last one, Abuelo Friendly. Sorry, Abuelita's out there. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So a couple weeks ago, met up with a guy about a collection, and freaking uh, by the end of the transaction, I'd walked out with all but uh one and a half issues of New Mutants. Give us the so one after and a, the, hold on. After the, give him the one and a half. So the the half though no it's it's the two big ones it's eighty seven and ninety eight. Correct. First, first 87, 87 I count as a half because I've got a second print. I don't have the uh, first print. It's the it's the one. It's the one friggin' second print I still have in my collection without a uh, without a first print to go with it. So after this, uh, after this last week, though, I am now the proud owner of New Mutants '98. I'm sorry, I, I, I had a bit of a palsy there. Uh, what was the? Uh, what the Is fuck? Is the She-Hulk poster okay? No, I did not hurt my She-Hulk poster. What the fuck did you say? That's two. That's two. I said it twice. <laughs> First print. New Mutants '98. I'm going to go off camera on this one. All right, now that I've saned up Mr. Tony Morales. Got a grail. Now, we had had a conversation that you had gotten a grail that you weren't telling me until uh-huh. we, had yes. also, we, we also had a conversation. What would happen if one of us encounters New Mutants 98? And it was a whole, you better fucking let me have that because we have had a conversation about, like, oh, damn it. All right. Two more. Hold on. Working my way towards 87 right now. Freaking about what would have happened if one of us encounters an affordable copy and you're like, but you already had it. All right. Game on. <laughs> Rivalry renewed. Rivalry renewed. Alright. I think we're only in trouble if we if we both happen to fall fall upon a uh 
Swamp Thing 37. Uh, then all bets are out. No, I'd, I'd rather preserve a friendship for, for that, because I'll find it eventually. Yeah, I got you. But. But. First we'll ring, we're duking it out in the parking lot. And the <laughs> like, it's going to be it. Dude, Wolverine's, Wolverine's not even my top 10 favorite X-Men. You could have that one. I wouldn't even care. Yeah, you're a lot. I, 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 I would gift you that. Not for my personal collection, but I would I would back off so you could have it. Well, what what comic would we have a parking lot like for? Because you already got it. <laughs> and it's a Rob Liefeld. Simon McFarlane. He can't even draw feet. Yeah, you're right. Can I hold it? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Come on, give me give me the number, man. No, no. Can't right now. Because Carrie's awake. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, my fielders. And your old lady's awake. You have to divulge how much a comic book is. Or an action figure. Keep your damn mouth shut. One more for me. Even damn? <laughs> yes. Another one for me. Alright, eight. Alright. Can you mime the number? <laughs> I didn't graduate mime school. Alright, Eric, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna F with the the peace and tranquility what it is like at Morales HQ because I guarantee you if she, if Morales Morales Marissa's finds out how much Morales paid How come uh, our electricity bills late? Don't worry. Oh no bills are paid. Oh bills are paid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it fell off a truck. I would say it was more than my X-Men, Candy X-Men 266. Alright, so we're on our way to Comic-Con. Come on. <laughs> it's not a competition. It's, it's a hunt. It's never been a competition. It's always been a, it's always been a friendly conversation. Where two friends that are looking for specific comic books will beat each other to death in a parking lot for specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong. Nope, not wrong. Dude, congratulations. Congratulations. Appreciate it. So now, and I'm officially one half, and then I think when I looked at them, two annuals away. If I remember correctly, I need annual one and annual five. There's a few um, uh, post 2010, I want to say 2011, um, newer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that a Freudian slip? Um, <laughs> New Mutants uh, comic books were. Uh, they tried to revive the comic for. I want to say they. They did like three runs of twelve. Mm -hmm. They tried to do David Haller, and it just didn't work. 
and they went into Proteus, and then they abandoned the story, just like they abandoned the story with Hope. Um, after Nightcrawler died, chilling, chilling by the bonfire, walking through the fire, and Emma seeing Jean Grey. Um, so what I'm saying is that they're gonna make a comic book that completely credits your new man seventy eight. <laughs> Congratulations! I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I just, I just banged your ex girlfriend and married her, and we're having four kids, and we're way happier than she was when you were with her. <laughs> I'm, I, guys, I'm just joking, man. I'm like seriously. How's it? If you. Dating my ex, more power to you. Good luck, and I hope you have a good therapist. And uh, you know, health insurance, because you know the topical cream doesn't do a lot. You said it, I didn't. I said it. All right, New Mutant, congratulations, brother. I'm gonna use brother for the first time in what a year and a half in a congratulatory. Because someone ruined it for us, but no, congrats, brother. That is a grail. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm getting there. Three out of three out of eight on my list. So. Hey, you were there. You made sure I got my jubilee. You know how important that is, and when I talk about that on on camera, I got my first yep. Exactly. Oh, by the way, uh, I have not given you spawn number 18. Uh, I found the one I thought I'd given to you when I was organizing my comics. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know yeah I think guy, I am. Because you know that guy had it way in her price. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing first, man? I, I say we do Nightwing. Yeah, let's start off with that then. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised about the wavelength they work on. Now, when it comes to wavelength, uh, it, depending on the frequency and the subject matter, it can be intense. It can be something okay. really, really slight, something little. Or it can be one of the best comics I've ever read where they're rescuing Bitewing. And that poor guy that can have Bitewing didn't... Like, I, like, I'm glad it didn't happen, but I would have expected kidnapping Bitewing would have been a curb stomp. A solid curb stomp. All your teeth out, broken jaw. Um, but we didn't get that. But then on this issue, we got an I Love You. Yeah, that we did. Got a, you know, Babs and uh, Babs and Dick are working on their relationship, and things are going good so far. I'm, like, I've never enjoyed a comic book relationship like this before. Every time I'm, I read Spidey and Mary Jane, like everything's good now. We love each other. She understands that, you know, reestablishes the. I know you're. You got to do the Spidey thing. But they're both superheroes, and we kind of love you in that, that, that surprise look. And 
the surprise look was I accidentally told you I loved you and I actually I accidentally meant it and I know you know I meant it and her eyes and his eyes light up and we've got the situation that what what is it like a freaking uh, statue got vandalized? Well, all of uh, all of Haven got vandalized. Uh, statue of Alfred in particular, like Nightwing, he's in his Nightwing uh, outfit, uniform, cleaning it off. And the cops not only you know try to arrest him for cleaning up a statue, but also just come out guns blazing, shooting at him. And freaking he ends up taking off on a motorcycle. Freaking nearly avoids everything because uh, Babs and Bitewing are there to help him out, which leads to the aforementioned "I love you" because uh, they help him get out of that tough spot. And freaking, you know, thankfully they're interrupted by his sister, who's the mayor, who's telling him to, he's you know he's got to you know. He's got to get to Haven because things are getting worse. And the, uh, the cops are over here basically, you know, being, you know, mean to the inhabitants of Haven and just kind of being dicks about the situation, pun fully intended. You know, and the whole time, you know, Dick's over here trying to, you know, talking to the cops, trying to, get everything figured out and trying to get him to stop hassling these kids. Babs is, you know, using all her computer skills to figure out who they are. And we end up finding out that it was several of the officers who were there in question that are the same people that uh, vandalized Haven. Right. And not only that, but Babs sends this information out to every available cell phone in Bloodhaven. You know, so Dick ends up getting the uh, the last laugh on the police. And, you know, is able to, uh, you know, send a meaningful blow against this corporate, this corrupt institution. While Bitewing is helping her execute the keys on her keyboard. Yep. I love it. I love, I love, I love Bitewing. Like she's <laughs> like they're, they're referencing the uh, the robot dog that they acquired from bad guys from like the Shadow War, right? That Maybe I didn't. I didn't pick up on that, but yeah. Yeah, because they're talking about Haley. Uh, good dog. I wish I, I wish that it meant Haley Circus, because that's where he was from. Um, I was thinking they were seeing the dog from uh, Shadow War. Because remember, uh, Deathstroke, Damien were all about that dog. Mm-hmm. The robot dog. Now, they've never brought it up in these pages, but one of the things I love what's happening right now is that everything's intertwined. Um, yeah. And it's, it's superseding all of our uh, gripes about when it comes to what's canon. I don't know... Like, it, 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 just real quick, what's canon doesn't really mean what's canon to you. What's canon to you is what's canon to you. But at the same time, though, if you're 
like us back in the day when we only had like 10 minutes in the comic store and our parents, we only had our allowance money and we had like 10 minutes to figure out how to spend $10 or 5 in the span of 10 minutes. <laughs> and um, the, the, this book is real meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah, I forgot... Analyze, but they're referencing a few different things and we're getting good love story we're getting references to what's going on with the death of the Justice League and I couldn't love it more I, I just love it man like, like I can't believe how good this is going like even Batman has never had where like all the cops were caught on tape being the guys inciting the the riots and the problem like, like, like before we get to that like how did you feel about the I love you like did if you don't mind me asking um, Mrs. Morales did you, like you're you're a very stoic man I think I'm the life of the party personally but my dad's you're definitely the life of the party but you're a very stoic in that wavelength did you did you have an an accidental with Mrs. Morales like? No, funny enough, she told me first. So. I told you first too. You did. <laughs> no offense, and more from her. <laughs> no, that's great, man. Like, and, and we get this heartfelt comic book, and it's not talking heads. You know yeah. how much I hate talking heads. That mm -hmm. there's so much emotion in this, and the the police department gets caught. I can't think of any time where like specific people were, were singled out as problem childs of the Gotham City Police Department. It's happened a bunch of times, but not in the sense that it was a small community that yeah. that these people were instrumental and. It was always faceless cops. Mm. And but Bloodhaven is so much it it's it's worth so much more. And yeah. um if you if you don't want me asking, did I miss something where Heartless decided to show up at Blockbuster's house? No, he showed up at the end of last uh last issue. But yeah, I know we get the uh, the first official meeting between Heartless and Blockbuster. And you know, blockbuster and Heartless, you know, you know, we learned quite a bit about Heartless in this issue because, you know, for one thing, he's, he almost ends up, you know, he's definitely got some enhanced strength because uh, he's able to block one of Blockbuster's punches and goes for, goes to take his heart before he stops himself talking about how uh, nobody will miss, him, miss you anyway, so why should I even bother with your heart? Yeah, but he ends up... Uh, taking Blockbuster lightly and Blockbuster ends up throwing a desk at him and both the desk and Heartless end up falling out of a whatever story Blockbuster's office is on and you know, he ends up at the end of the issue we see that he uh, he gets out he is you know, brutally smashed before you go any further does this seem bushly compared to what we just read through Devil's Reign? Because I feel like Blockbuster is Bloodhaven's kingpin. Oh, he 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 totally is Blockbuster's king. He, he's totally Bloodhaven's kingpin. 
but like he's definitely like like if if you know if Kingpin was in the DC universe or if Blockbuster was in freaking Marvel, there there's no doubt in my mind that Blockbuster would be an underling of Kingpin. Right. Like Kingpin, Kingpin, Kingpin's the be all end all as far as that that criminal organization type guy goes. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to have somebody with with a similar idea in a different comic book. It's just freaking, it's, it's all about how you run it and freaking, you know, there's definitely a ton of similarities. The only super difference I can think of is the freaking Blockbuster's got a full head of hair. But yeah, he ends up throwing him out of this window or forcing him out of this window. And the end of the issue, we see that uh, Heartless is under his own power while bleeding tremendously. He ends up back at you know his headquarters, his home. We're not really sure what, We've only had but he's got a he's got a guy here with him. Sorry, uh, Sorry. we only some sort of assemblages, assemblages that he is in any way um, empowered by any sort of um, cybernetics or anything like that. We've only had one little bit of it, but like we, we're getting, are we getting the semblance that, like half of him? Like, because he's got his own Alfred. Yeah, he's definitely, he's got his own Alfred that takes care of him. And, you know, he's got a bunch of ports in his forearm. And looking at his, you know, his arms and his chest, you can definitely see where uh, plates have been put in. But the most, the most startling thing we find out at the end of the issue, while the, uh, while his, his Alfred, we'll call him James, while James is looking over his body parts, you know, we see certain parts are green and certain parts are red. Yeah, all the injured parts. Of course his ankle's broken. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, he, he takes off Heartless's face mask, you know, and we see his, his bleeding visage. As he tells, you know, he looks at him, he's like, it'll be all right, sir, close your eyes. I'll get you a new one. As he goes over to this wall of hearts in what I would assume would be formaldehyde. And he's just going to pick out a new one for him. Did you notice the big one? Mm Mm-hmm. The big empty one? The big empty one. Yep, there's one big, bigger empty jar... So we're not going to, pardon me, with the size, I kind of wonder if it's for uh, for Blockbuster, but with the importance of the character, it could it's, definitely be for Nightwing. I agree, it's got to be for Blockbuster. A man that big, they're, they're large and they're, they're in danger for heart attacks, diabetes, like, etc. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that he's got a wall of parts... Yep. And we have someone that has no remorse. This isn't Joker causing mayhem. I'd prefer Joker over mayhem and Bloodhaven. Because you can control a psycho. With a psycho, you give him a monkey wrench. Or throw a monkey wrench at them. It's going to derail their plans. But this man is calculated. He's got money. 
obviously. He, mm -hmm. he has the power to get thrown out of a window with Blockbuster's desk, desk accompanying him on the way down. And, yep. and the only thing that really has a problem is he needs a part. And where do you think this is leading? I mean, like, like, I don't like doing armchair booking, but I think we need some armchair booking on this one because this is this is. I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think this is a who is heartless. Yeah, no, I think it's, a, it's definitely a brand new character. I feel like either that or somebody. Yeah, somebody, somebody much like his the, the reveal of his sister, who will be like somebody he knows from his past, but the audience is unfamiliar with. Correct. And but we, I. And, and and we still don't know who uh, Ghostmaker is, but he's playing yeah. ball in Batman, Batman Incorporated. We've had who who's done it, who is it, so many times, but I, I I'm not feeling who is it on this one. I I'm looking forward to this new character. Like, like, yeah. like, like, do you remember how exciting it was when Black Mask first showed up? Yeah. Oh, when Black Mask showed up, like, like, with his Imperial dudes sitting at his table, like, that was gnarly. That was, mm -hmm. that was Grant Morrison. Um, and now we have someone in Bloodhaven, which, if you're not smart enough to know that the best meat and potatoes are in Bloodhaven right now. Gotham is always on fire. Yeah. But Bloodhaven has something very specific that Gotham does not. Redemption and ability to be controlled in a sense where that the uh, people can live in harmony or not fear that their building's getting blown up, that they're getting get slashed in broad daylight. <laughs> like, um... We have that possibility in Bloodhaven. And yeah. we also have the possibility uh, because who's who's uh, Diggy E's Diggy G's friggin' best friend? The Flash. Like, saved him a million times, like, in the last three issues. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing, man. Like, Bloodhaven's just kind of like the. I won't say happier per se, because it's definitely got its problems, but definitely of the two, it's the happier place. It's got freaking and they're going out of the way to make it they're going out of the way to make it better, like Dick is using utilizing Alfred's money that he gave him. And freaking Yeah, it's it's just a fun ride. Like Nightwing's been good. I get a I get a feeling we're building up towards issue one hundred, which is where we'll finally get the big big blow off with Heartless. We've been, they've been building this guy up for, Past I feel like at least the last year, year and a half, yeah. It's been a year and a half, and um, what I worry about is if, like, what happened to us when Tinian dropped off, when we've been spoiled for so long, and all of a sudden, the direction we're going is not where we're going now, and, yeah. uh, and I, I'm not crapping on anything that the uh, people that did like Arkham Tower because that was, mm -hmm. I, I really loved it but like we've been spoiled for a really long time a really long time with no yeah. hindrances of like oh, homie's gonna stop writing it and then we gotta savor every issue like we have with Joker 
And I just want this seat going on. Like, who, however long it goes on, we don't know, but everything that's happening, I mean, like, I gotta say, man, one of my favorite comic moments of all time, Dickie G gave Babs the, uh, God, I love you. <laughs> and the open eyes, like, I just said it, and I meant it, and I heard it, and I heard him mean it. And we got yeah. we got Bitewing there, and Haley running the streets, like figuring out who these crooked cops are, and every time I read Nightwing, I'm like, what am I in store for the next evolution of who I am as a man? Because Diggy G is evolving. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I, I like the I like where they're going with Heartless. I like the fact that we don't know. Because I can see him almost becoming Joker-esque, where we don't necessarily know where he came from or why, but he's just an awesome character that they bring back, and he could end up being a substantially bigger uh, villain for Nightwing, because Nightwing doesn't have... like I don't really feel like he's got an amazing amount of villains that you constitute as Nightwing villains. Agreed. Like blockbusters definitely come up, coming up. They've definitely done a lot of good, a lot of good by him. And I guess unofficially, maybe you could do KG Beast because of the whole shooting him in the head thing. Right. But like, yeah, Nightwing isn't like Nightwing doesn't have the rogues gallery that Batman has. And I think this character could definitely be a big step in the right direction of giving Nightwing a top-tier villain of his own. Man, when I pay my rent every month, I wish I was in Bloodhaven. I always heard you wish you were in, like, Todd McFarlane's guest house, but whatever. Well, he definitely owes me that, but, uh... It looks like a weekend or something. A weekend. Maybe Tom McFarlane could buy some land in Bloodhaven. <laughs> Probably he does, man. Freaking. Yeah, uh, we got Flash. Let's do Flash. Because uh, the tie ins with uh, what's going on with the Infinity Crisis is. is it, it's, it's Infinity Crisis, right? Nope, not even close. It's Dark Crisis. Fi- finality Dark Crisis? This one's Dark Crisis. Another crisis. Does it? Yep. Does it irritate you when it's another crisis? No, I, I don't mind the crisis. I own most of the crises right now. The one I don't own, actually, funny enough, is Final Crisis. You mean the Grant so. Morrison, one of the best ones ever, with the most amazing Alex Ross cover, all red? Yeah, it's alright. But you still have New Means '98. Uh, what, what I meant to say was I'm very happy for you uh, hopefully uh, no one robs you tonight. <laughs> well, it's like, okay ha, 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 hold on let's rewind to this I've got, I've got 300 uh-huh. we both have two of our biggest grills yes I worry every time I leave my house some asshole is going to come in and figure out 
that this is the box with all the cherries. And see, oh, he's got a Spider-Man 300. Probably a 9 point, I'm going to say 9.8. I worry about it every day I leave my house. <laughs> every <laughs> single day. Like, he can, like, whatever burglars break in, they can smash all of my equipment. I've got backup hard drives. But not my 300. And now you got a 98. And, um... Isn't that cool that we can say the numbers just like that? 398, we know exactly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, welcome to get worried that someone's going to break into your apartment. <laughs> destroy, That's okay. Destroy everything. And, and Morales misses is going to be like, aren't you upset? Yes, I am absolutely upset. What's underneath your shirt? My new eight that I had stashed inside the HVAC system <laughs> with a decoy. <laughs> with a decoy 98. There's a facsimile in the comic books. They will never know. Well, Flash, man, like, uh, I want to take point on this one because this one, uh, with Dark Crisis going on, I'm always suspicious when they intrude upon a regular storyline that we've been loving so much because they usually <clears throat> screw things up. We've got uh, Flash's wife like trying to tell him that she has powers. Mr. Terrific's like, yo, where did this happen? A week ago? And uh, the kids go on a journey. Um, after everything we experienced, yeah, everything's going to be good, but I don't remember anything in Dark Crisis being anything involved with the Speed Force. So they're, they're trying to, like, displace people and find Uncle Barry. And we get, like, a Mad Max scenario. Or maybe they just loves, her, loves his wife and cooking breakfast. Um, we're getting a lot of different, like, the three that were said, like, one of these is the real Barry. Yeah. All of which exhibit all of the instinctual I love the people I love, despite that situation. And we're going to have to come to a decision where which one's the real lost Barry in the timeline. And they referencing Titans going on, and uh, I love the fact that they are making sure that what we're reading, whether or not we are tuned in to zero, these balance. What's going to flash, and then we get intruded on with Dark Crisis. And I, I didn't mind it. Usually I get pretty pretty peeved about that. Like, I, I don't want, like, something to get forward or... This is going on this story. Like, which one means better? Am I, am I spending my money on something that is doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Like, like we spend so much money. Like, uh, basically, I, I want to assume that like uh, the dudes in DC have tuned into our own brains. Every time we get a black label book, we're like, bro, it's gonna be heavy. And like, like, like they're manipulating us. But what's going on? I don't feel that way. I feel love and joy. I feel integration. What's going on with the story? And we're still gonna get a Doctor Fate. 
no, I mean, this is definitely continuing on with the story we've been working towards anyway with Barry. Had Barry left Earth to uh, work with, I, believe, I want to say, Justice League Incarnate to freaking, um, to basically map out the multiverse. And somewhere along the lines, he got displaced in time. And we've got, you know, uh, all the Flash families who go after him. And uh, Wally's kids end up uh, going in first because they should. They were told not they weren't going and they weren't having it. And they end up jumping into, like you said, it's one of three timelines. And the ones that the kids jump into, we end up in what looks to be Gotham or a Gothamized central city. Because we see Alan Tower, and then as they're as Irie saying they're in big trouble, we see a dark shadow in the background, and it appears to be a a, a gentleman in all black with a cape, with a lightning with a, a sideways lightning bolt. Which kind of brings to me thoughts of a, a Batman-style Flash. I was thinking more about that because they're rating him more often, but that's, that's, a better, that's a better theory. I don't know. He's got the, uh, his horns are up. So it looks like, like Batman's freaking hood. It reminds me of what just happened when we talked about last week with uh, Venom being at the end of time and now he's encountering himself, but we might think it's a little self um but even then um i love the differences of the styles in the artwork here like when, mm-hmm. when they change to like 60s or 70s or even 80s it's it, like look at the hard lines there's very little shading and if you zoom in it's pixelated it, it's it's the red dots the, the yellow dots um a little knockdown tete-a-tete with Captain Cold. He he's defeated by a Mirror, and we've got our main our mains. Like, yeah, we're what the hell is going on here? And um, who's really where they should be? Especially because you know the, how tricky the Speed Force is. Yeah. Um. The only thing I can say as my takeaway from this comic book is that I love whatever direction they're going. They, they, the, this whole issue was gnarly. It was, it was fun. It was literature. It was a lot of different character development because uh, when it comes down to it, a basic writer workshop, if your characters aren't growing, if your characters aren't growing, then what are you doing yeah. But, you know, I like the difference between uh, we see Barry and a young Wally in that last couple of pages, and then all of a sudden we go to Wally and Wallace, and like you can tell the the tone and the art changes. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a it's a beautiful blend of it, isn't it? It's what? It's a beautiful blend of it. Yeah. Because even that last page with them, you can see, like I said, the uh, the dots. 
but like it's it's different enough that you know who's who, obviously. Did you have a lot of fun reading this? Because, like, this is what I read after Nightwing, and I was ready for something that wasn't as good. It, it, was, mm-hmm. good, it was good on a, the same parallel, just different yeah. versions. No, you could definitely tell the, uh, you know, you definitely feel like those two books are working in tandem together. Like, they know where each other's going. And like I think both books benefit from that. You know, it's not telling the same story, but it's got the got the same sense of it's got a good sense of a uh, good sense of family in it. Now I wanted to do speaking of family, um, place issue of Fantastic Four. But we've got something coming up. I, I feel like there's a timeline script where these guys weren't putting the comic books out as fast as they could. Not that they were being lazy um, when it comes to Fantasy IV, but do a power off. Okay. This one, I'm going to read it to you and read it to you listeners uh, exactly where this gentleman's mind was. When he, I'm going to just give it a brief ring. It was the summer of 2018, and my daughter refused to sleep. She wouldn't cry when we held her, but her tears and the tears would begin as soon as we put her down to rest. My wife and I now suddenly had to take the night in shifts, first meeting for four hours, then Rachel, and so on. It was during this time that I found myself sitting on the couch, walking through our apartment Comforting her moment by moment. The TV turned on to help pass the time. After watching every kind of show, movie, and documentary, I wanted something different. I remember the conversation I had with friends months prior. Them talking about something called New Japan Pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling? You mean men in underwear? The soap opera boys? I was never allowed to watch it growing up, and I missed out. Oh, the glories of the atmosphere, but I love the look of the wrestlers, and my friends had shown on my hands. So it starts out with our. Um, this is all New Japan references. This, the daughter, who is our um, our this, her mom is. The current TGPW champion. It looks just like the old school IWCP. You know, the gorgeous one. I, 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 the Tri one's nice and pretty. I think we the Lost Bridge of Home. The IWGCP belt is the most beautiful belt to me. Better than WCW, better than the Woo. I mean, like, there's something, there's a heaviness to it. There, there's, there's the Grand Prix to it. And this girl at the beginning of this issue watches her mom die in the ring. Oh, wow. They reference Bret Hart frequently. 
like like why would you do this in the, in the first three pages? Because I've read like every wrestling home book that's come out for the past like twenty years, like ringside, like like they, they where they do all these references. It's always like references, right? Yeah. This one was watching her mom. They even showed where the guy that she was fighting in a Jenner match, when his foot slipped off the top rope because he was giving her a power bomb off the top rope. Oh, jeez. And, and they show the foot slip off the middle rope. And that in the accident, they show the neck break. They show the freaking paramedics come in. They even reference Jim Ross. You know, remember when Owen fell? Yeah. Flash forward. 15, 20 years later, and she's working the indies, and the, the daughter that saw her mom was IWGCP. Uh, we're talking like like freaking new, new Japan Pro. And she's working an indie, and she gets her ass beat, and so you're $11 in this. Um, Uncle such and such, why won't you train me? I made a promise. She has a relationship with dad. You made him promise not to shame me. No one will train me. Because who you are and you made everyone promise not to. And then a magic genie shows up. That was there when her mom died, and uh, introduces her to the Necro world. That she's about to fight for the belt to bring her mom back to life, and introduces her to the third world. It was just like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like the guy was there when the mom died. Mm -hmm. Honestly, man, I, I, I um. I've only been in business for like two and a half years, but watching this woman's neck get breaking, broken in a comic book. <clears throat> a lot of New Japan references, uh, a little bit of uh, being the elite, um, and then some guy that was there when she was a toddler, and she watched her mom die in the ring, shows up. And offers her to be the champion of his ne necropolis because he's a necromancer, and you win, you win the belt, will bring your mom back to life. I'm no defense on this comic book. The, the artwork is awesome. Murder Falcon was amazing. This artwork and writer is great, but um, I'm not sure if I appreciate. Considering, like, I, I when when I watched uh, the freaking Chris Benoit first of the ring, I, I ugly cried. Man. I was like boogers and like had to blow my nose into my uh, shirt on the floor because yeah, you know, it was gross. So, like I had napkins, but I had a lot. And they turned into a necromancer. It was fun, but 
If I presented you with all those things I just did, what are you thinking, man? And as someone that was probably watching when Owen. This is dangerous. Yeah. This is dangerous grounds in terms of wrestling. Like this isn't him using people's first names. This isn't his him uh, exposing kayfabe. This is exposing something that really hurts and then turning into a necromancer thing. And um, I'm not so sure. What do you think? I mean, honestly, friggin', I'd say that I'd have to read it for myself to really kind of see if I got the same thing out of it that you did. The artwork was gorgeous. The artwork was gorgeous. I had I had like five different things coming in my head, but mm. like, oh, if I didn't get offended, they're talking about Owen, or I'm super Mark because I love. I to be Grand P, you know. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I haven't watched New Japan in like a year, and it felt like a test. It felt like um, I did not appreciate the Owen references. Yeah. No, I could definitely. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it'd be something I had to check out for myself and really see if I caught the same references you did. Yeah, but they, 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 did, they did weird stuff. Like, when her mom first gets in the ring, like, all the, the streamers went in into the ring. Like, New, like uh, Ring Honor. Like, New Japan? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, Ring Honor. Like, like, they use all the streamers as, like, you know when you're reading manga, like, the speed lines might, like, in, mm -hmm. increase the intensity and what you should be paying attention to. But they captured the intensity of what... An, a true blue good in your wrestling shows. We've both been to uh, bring in uh, ring, uh, Supercar Honor. We've both yeah. been to New Japan uh, when we've seen it. Um, we've both been uh, to a standard Ring Honor show where the streamers go on. So, having been disappointed by a lot of those feds but uh, like but they're probably my favorite especially in Japan um I did not appreciate using those visuals despite the fact that they captured the ambient injury energy um yeah which they did in droves like, like, they, they they captured the ambient energy but I did not appreciate and then get introduced as like yeah no one will train you because uncle big boss um made a solemn promise not to train you and then some asshole keep a track decides he wants to train you and introduces you to his necro world where you're gonna have to fight for bringing somebody back to life yeah um I'm not saying it's a bad story, but it's, I definitely felt like if someone in the locker room, they didn't know how to behave themselves. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely, I can definitely see the similarities there, but I mean, it's, you know, 
if you take the wrestling aspect out of it, it's basically the plot of one last day. Devil comes up, makes a makes a wager. You know, I want your you want Aunt May back. I want your marriage. Oh, yeah, you want way, your mom back. I want the belt. Yeah, and by the way, you're losing your daughter that you didn't know was going to happen until you made this happen. Yeah. yeah. And and I, that's thank you for encapsulating my point that way because that comic book may mess me up. And after. Um, Doing some pretty bad injuries. Mm-hmm. I do not feel that this person and artist they did a great job. They did a great job. They did an exceptional job. Mm-hmm. But they were also looking through the looking glass and didn't know. I'm not a worker. But I feel like he uh, crossed the line that he didn't know he crossed. And I did not appreciate it, but I'm still not going to hold him accountable for it because he's not a wrestler. Or even produ- production. Huh? Yeah, I, like I said, I'd have, to, I'd have to take a look at it myself to see what I got out of it. How would you feel if you could solve all your problems by wrestling some mythical creature in some netherworld extra dimension and the things that really matter are here and we saw it happen. Yeah. I mean, if it was like a real life situation, definitely wouldn't do it because there's always a catch. Yeah, most most things, there's, you know, most agreements of that nature, there's going to be a catch or something you didn't see coming that you know bites you in the butt later. Order Falcon was awesome. The guy totally pulled it off as someone that likes heavy metal and comic books, but like I, I didn't. I, I don't appreciate how emotional he made me. Gotcha. Without, and if you read the afterthoughts. Before you start introducing letters, there's mm-hmm. no shit about wrestling. It's another one. God damn it. And, but that's another here or there, man. It, it, it's one of those things that, like, you, you accidentally did a good job. You accidentally did a good job. Now, what are you going to do when everyone likes your comic and you're getting booked by a fad or, and, and something, go, something goes wrong? You can't lean on it. Everything you could lean on is gone the second we accepted you in the locker room. And now you're telling a story without precedence or freaking... It chafed me, man. I, I'm sorry. No, I got you, man. No, I can see why. I mean, you know, in all, in all honesty, I mean, we don't know how involved this guy is. If he is involved, maybe he is. He flat maybe he does wrestle, maybe he doesn't. Absolutely not. doesn't do anything. He just... I, I like the, the 
afterthought forward and he described it but like he accidentally caught when there was a whole panel where this dude's freaking his um, boot slipped and broke this woman's neck straight up crack everything beautiful panel one of the worst, most terrifying, terrifying things in my life. And if I ever see that, and yeah. and the daughter picks up where the mom left off. They ended it with like, "Tell me, be here, be here forever, mom." Telling a storybook tale in bed. I'll find out your dad has done everything he can to sabotage your wrestling career. And then some jerk shows up that owns a extra-dimensional wrestling uh, fed. Uh, okay, that's cool. But uh, don't not acknowledge what you just referenced. That's not fair. That's not cool. I don't know, man. It chafed me, but I liked it. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think that's valid. Freaking, you know, it's kind of, you know, it is what it is. Situation, unfortunately. Like, freaking, I don't know. Like I said, without reading it myself, I can't really get a good grasp on it. Encapsulated things pretty well, but I have you ever seen those videos of like um, dad surprising son and he's been in Iraq for a year, shows up at the school assembly and the kid playing the trombone really cool and turns around and his dad's there and he breaks down and his dad's there. Oh, great military union! Yeah, um, those moments are not for civilian eyes, and I feel like despite the fact that this person really made the comic book, it was a lot of fun. Um, he integrated things that I do not feel are for human eyes. Unless you're in a specific position. And like, uh, the best way I can describe it is when uh, I got a phone call my dad saying, I just landed in New York. I'll be in Oklahoma City in a couple hours. Uh, pick me up. Dad was two weeks late from showing up. Uh, when Dad walked out of the terminal, um, I collapsed on him and cried like a baby. Not for civilian eyes. It wasn't a, oh my God, look how happy he is. His dad's home. Yeah, I couldn't look at a TV for a couple of months, worried that my dad's getting his head cut off in some friggin' YouTube video, or get blown up in some random CNN video. And this comic book, I feel, did a good job. I, I guess I just don't know him, man. Like, uh, I, 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 the comic book's great. You can't train me because my dad made you promise that 
no one can train me and you, you would make everyone not train me because what happened to my mom. Call my dad out. Freaking, they have a tete-a-tete. Don't talk to me again. I want to be a wrestler. I want to make my mom's death look great. And I'm just confused because I don't... I, long story short, his credentials weren't good enough for me. Okay. His credentials about knowing wrestling... Knowing what we deal with every day in, day out. Granted, like I said, still a baby, but you've been, what, 19 years? Uh, 20. Yeah, we're 20 now. Sorry. Man, I mean, just, you know. I mean, this is what it is for you to, you know, it's a, it's a story being told. Maybe it's, like I said, maybe it's. You know, not a story we're telling. Maybe it's not a story we're sharing. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I had to really, I had to look at it myself and see. I bought two Yeah, see if I felt the same way or not. I bought two of them because you're a stubborn person. I am, you're not wrong. I bought two of them. I got one for you. Sweet. But the artwork was amazing, and they did a very good job, and I guess I just didn't... Like I said, I'm not Mr. Hardcore, been in business for 20 years like you have, but there are certain things that chafe me. But he got it... He got it so right without being there. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know even how to land on that. Like, I'm mad at him for it, happy for him for it, like... Telling the story, I mean, like, you and I have been some mediocre stuff. You and I have not been through some crazy stuff, but, um, we've always held up. Yeah. But this one, I, I don't know, man, this, this one hit really close to home, man. Like, it was full on Owen reference. Gotcha. Full on Owen. I, I don't know how you are watching Owen. Uh, or uh, the DVDs. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, personally, it's one of those, you know, I saw the show live, freaking never watched it again for obvious reasons. Agreed. So. But, um, it was still really, it was still really very well executed. I just. Yeah. I want to talk to this guy and find out, like, how much do you know about wrestling? Do you have a friend that owns all of Dark Phoenix? <laughs> I don't know the two things are mutually exclusive, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Rest in peace, other, other Hebner, man. Yeah, uh, you know, Dave and Dave Hebner and Tim White passed within the last week, and, you know, God rest your souls. I agree. Absolutely, God rest your souls. But, uh, that's all I got for comics, man. Um, I want to do Spawn, but like, not ready to do Spawn. Like, uh, we, uh, I got like, uh, the town, uh, a town called Terror. Got the thanks so old I got that poster on the wall. Um, I got so many horror comic books that, like, I was going through the list, and I'm like, we can't talk about this on regular my fields. <laughs> You're not wrong. I got a 
X-Men Red 3 real quick we can go over. Oh, please do, man. I read it I read it before um, we uh, started recording, actually. I, like, it's fascinating. Yeah, I know. We're, uh... Freaking, they brought back, uh... Brought back, they started out with the, uh, the five and the hatchery. And they brought back Cable. Thank you. Freaking him and, uh... Him and Thunderbird, who recently came back, brother of Warpap, freaking, um, they're getting into it, but turns out they're actually, uh, on the same side, and freaking, uh, I see they're working with another mutant, I get what, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, I see it is Manifold. They're uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do about this uh, Abigail Brand situation because her and Sword have taken over one of the moons on Mars and they are trying to uh, figure out how to handle that situation. You know, we see, uh, we go to Mars and we see Storm talking with Abigail Brand. You know, they're talking about how... uh, Vulcan, representing Sword, is going to be taking on Tarn the Uncaring. Now, now, before we get too far, are they referencing anything how Abigail has betrayed the X-Men already and working with the humans? I think, I think they're aware of it, but they're not going to. Like, it's, it's kind of a slow burn story as far as that goes. Because they're trying to use Vulcan to get a, a seat on the um, their their version of the Quiet Council, basically. Right. And uh, we go to another. We go to the Autumn Palace, where a retired Magneto, now calling himself Max, uh, Roberto da Costa, Sunspot, Storm, and the Fisher King are talking. And they're trying to get Magneto to uh, to challenge for a seat on the council. And Magneto is completely and utterly against it. Why? Is it, is it like more of a, like a survivor's guilt or I created genocide and now you want to control people and I'm not trusted? And I don't want to be part of that sort of inauguration, or is it more of a just screw off? I think he's just done. He just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. He's he doesn't have the heart for it anymore. But we see a fun little callback from Roberto, who just called. He's like, "I don't believe you, Headmaster." And for those who don't know, uh, Magneto for a time was the headmaster of uh, Xavier's Academy, and he actually led the New Mutants. Of which Sunspot was obviously a charter member. Right. And you know, Sunspot, you know, talks to him a little bit. You know, he's you know he's talking about how maybe you want to quit. You know, you want to rest in peace, but what you want to do and what you can do are two totally different things. And Magneto just responds, "But you don't know me, Roberto. You don't know me at all." So we go. Sunspot, he's been 
unofficially saying no, but still helping, right? Because that's what I've been reading. Yeah, uh, he's been, uh, he's been, he, you know, they, at the end of the first issue, Aurora decided she wanted to make basically her own version of the Brotherhood on Mars instead of making her own team of X-Men. While Abigail Brand is trying to create her version of the X-Men, and one of the charter members of her team is Vulcan, because Vulcan is the third Summer's brother, and he basically constitutes himself as mutant royalty because of that. Have they referenced his alcohol problem at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they've referenced that quite a bit. Do you see but the whole thing... With his alcoholism? No, it's just a problem just with him being there in general. Oh yeah, no, he, he's definitely uh, he's you know he's definitely here just nothing more than to start problems. But uh, the Iraqis, you know, people from Mars, um, they they have a tradition of basically trial by combat. Absolutely. And, and freaking there, you know. We're gonna fight. One of us is gonna die, and the winner gets all the loser stuff. <laughs> so we've got Tarn the Uncaring, who debuted in Hellions a couple years ago, and Vulcan uh, about to go at it. We've got Roberto in the uh, in the stands, and he's sitting and he's sitting next to uh, uh what. She's the un. I can't remember what her name is. I forget, but it's uh, the unbeaten. It's not that cool tattoo that, like, is sand, right? No, no, no. Not Corey, but heart. Trying to find her name real quick. Oh, Iska. Iska the unbeaten. <laughs> so he's in her whole power. Her whole ability is that she can't lose. You know, and he starts kind of, you know, they say love is a battlefield, and this goes like, you know, it is, you know, the way I do it, bartender, you know, saying that, you know, love's a battlefield with her, to be on your guard as she lets him sit next to her. And Storm is also in the audience, and they go at it, and um, Vulcan, part of Vulcan's gift is he can siphon energy. So he can basically take away all Tarn's mutant abilities. But he doesn't realize that Tarn, you know, has abilities other than just, you know, being a, a mutant, basically. Such as his face tentacles. And you know, we're allowed to bring, you know, non-mutant weapons to the, to the fights. And he's like, you know, didn't you bring a knife? You know. Who, you know, he's making fun of him at this point, being like, you know, who taught you how to fight? You know, she's talking about how uh, his abilities take away other mutants' abilities. Because he's basically talking about how, uh, how Vulcan is hollow bones. And he says that as he snaps his wrist. And then he looks at him, he's like, you know, you never died. And as he takes his head and throws it into the ground, he's like, there's a first time for everything. And he's just beaten Vulcan to death right there in the middle of this field. You know, and then he, uh, he makes the mistake of saying, who will challenge me now? 
turn around and you know Magneto's coming from the sky and he's like I'll you know I'll challenge you do you feel this is yeah. always antagonizing no. Magneto no I, I think it's just a fun story I actually enjoyed it quite a bit it sounds amazing I'm just wondering if you had any sort of inclination where you were enjoying the story and it felt like some sort of cash grab no, nah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some cash grab X Men titles, freaking. But this one, I don't feel. This is you know an entirely different place with different characters that we don't necessarily see, which is awesome. But the fun part is, you know, as Magneto lowers himself down, you know, Tarn just like let me think about it, and you know, Iska's all you know the uh, Tarn's powers are returning. He'll you know he'll be you know at full power here in just a moment. And Roberto looks at her and he's like, sadly, I have to agree, Iska. But then he looks at her and he's like, I bet you Tarn wins. Activating, you know, Iska's power. Because she, can, she can't lose. Yeah, she can't lose and she never loses or any bets. Yeah, exactly. So she ends up actually snapping Roberto's neck, killing him as Storm rushes in. And then, right then, uh, you know, she's like, you know, I, I fought beside Tarn for a thousand years. I know him better than anybody, but I can never lose. I can never, she yells, I can never lose. And both of them, uh, both Magneto and Tarn, notice the commotion in the stands. And right as Tarn accepts the, uh, accepts the challenge, Magneto puts his helmet on uh, Tarn's head. Now, of course, you know, everyone who knows about Magneto's uh, helmet, A, it, it, you know, cancels out all psychic attacks. You know, Chucky X can't get in his head. Yep. And then B, it's made of metal. So he puts it on Tarn's head and then crushes the helmet. Just, and the brains, apparently. That's awesome. Yep. So Magneto kills Tarn. And then takes a seat on the uh, on the court. So Magneto is now part of the uh, Mars's version of the Quiet Council. As long as he's not masquerading as Joseph, like he was like, I'm innocent. <laughs> that is Orn or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I got for this. Yeah. We uh, Colin is going to be joining us soon. I hope. Uh, we've be got, good to have him back, too. I know, right? Freaking, uh, we got the last episode of Obi Wan Kenobi coming up that I have been holding back on. Uh, um, things coming up. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not trying to be a pop culture guy, but I enjoy. A lot. I just enjoy good stories. But like, what? What? I feel like this week was like reading books that were like setting up like things like Injust without going for the kill. And we're getting ready, like in Spidey, they're doing the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. Setting up for the kill. Oh, yeah, no, we have to get a lot of books that are setting up stories. Freaking, we're building towards Nightwing 100 right now. Yeah, we're building into the search for Barry Allen. Yeah, you know, we got the story of Magneto 
joining the council. So we're definitely building up this entire this entire whole new world of you know mutants on Mars after they terraformed it and the whole thing with uh, Abigail Brandon Sword and her version of the X Men. So we got a we got a lot of stuff to look forward to. I just want to get that man. We've been so spoiled. I'm loving freaking uh, House of Slaughter. Something's killing the children. I've got a, a town called Terror. We'll do Dork. We've got the Forbidden Door coming up, which help me understand this as someone that knows way more about wrestling. How important is this show going to be? I don't know, man. It's the the thought process of two companies coming together for a joint show is, you know, the last time I really remember it, like a big deal, was probably in the mid '90s when AAA and WCW did the When Worlds Collide show. Right. Because that was where WCW got, uh, or um, they saw a lot of their. Cruiserweight talent for the first time. Eddie Guerrero, our bar, Dean Malenko, I believe, was on that show. Chris Jericho was definitely on that show. Um, you know, Ring of Honor's definitely done several shows with uh, AAA and New Japan. So, I mean, with AEW doing it, it's going to be overall on a larger platform. And it has been when it was Ring of Honor, New Japan, and CMLL because they would do it every year. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think the expectations are so high, they will either supersede them or they will fall way below them, and it just won't it won't be. It will either be one of the best shows of the year. Or it'll be something that we regret spending X amount of dollars on. Like the opposite of All In. All In, yeah. was, all in was like a guaranteed slam dunk. And it wasn't. It was It was not a guaranteed slam dunk. It I, was. It should have been. And it was good. It was great. I'm not, I'm not denying what happened. But in hindsight, it was a great show. It, it definitely could have bombed. 100%. But as someone that was not as educated time mm -hmm. I knew All In had the vibrations of like everyone is in the right mind frame but this one I feel like we've already done all, all these things with AEW but we've never seen a colossal failure and that's what I'm worried about um Switchblade's already been on freaking Dynamite a few times. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I'm worried that they're going to try to build a show that is supposed to be end-all, be-all, and it just falls flat. I mean, like, and I'm not even talking about, like, injury-wise. I mean, like, how many, how many times were we watching SmackDown and Neville, Pac, Falcon Arrow, broken, broken freaking ankle? All right, and then... Casey broke his ankle on a baseball slide. Really? Yeah, it was a baseball slide. It was wrestling Chris Jericho. I've told that it's one of those things about wrestling, man. Nine times out of ten, 
it's not the big stuff you have to worry about. It's the stuff you've done a million times. Uh, Schoolboys, clotheslines, freaking baseball slides. RVD, his 23-month ECW television title reign ended because he broke his ankle doing a baseball slide to the outside and rolled his ankle to the point that it broke. Well, uh, they always said, um, freaking like the don't ever wish anyone luck at a house show when they're playing it soft because that's when you get hurt. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's got all the potential in the world. Freaking, uh, I I'm been personally, I've been really disappointed with the build. I just they just have they they really I don't feel like they've put the time and effort into this the setup they should have. I can see that. And uh... like they they've announced I think they randomly announced two or three matches tonight in promos, and they, we're just doing this. Right. Okay. Like I, I get that it's you're you're featuring a lot of people from other countries like other another country obviously but another company. But you could have at least, they, they really should have focused on giving us some promo packages. Let introduce those. Because, you know, I get AEW fans should know. It's expected that you're going to know who these New Japan guys are. But not everybody does. And it's foolish to think that freaking just because people know who uh, Minoru Suzuki is, they, they're going to know who the great Okan is. Right. That's a great point. You know, I don't, I don't know for I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you half the title ch- the t- champions in freaking New Japan right now. Freaking uh, TJP was one last night. I saw that. Uh, I think the junior tag titles. But I mean, that's that's a that's a very important thing to think about. Is freaking some of these, like unless I, you know, unless you. Dumb this down to the point where everybody knows who these people are. Even a guy like Okada, who should be freaking, yes, he's an amazing wrestler. Yes, he's their, their, their champion, their ace, all this stuff. You know, one of the greatest champions in the history of New Japan. That doesn't mean that everybody in America knows who that is. Yeah, you need to you need to present him if you want him to look like a star, you need to present him like a star. And freaking they did they didn't do it. Freaking uh Tomohiro Ishii qualified for the uh one of the slots for the mid Atlantic title. They didn't even show any footage of him winning his match. They should have at least done that. Well, how are we winning out tonight, man? I think it's my turn. Sure. I think it's my turn. Um, don't mean to cut you off. I'm just like, we got to see what's going to happen. We can arm trip up all day, but it's going to happen if I'm going to lose a bet. And... That's right. We gotta... I want to win the bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Uh... It'll be super interesting to see what uh what happens between now and Rampage on Friday night. It'll be interesting to see how uh who comes up if they announce any more matches. I just uh 
I feel guilty for being that armchair mark, and I don't like that word, but I'm only using it to express the point. Kenny's coming back. I want the, Me very well could. I want the re-debut of Kenny, and I want, especially after everything that uh, uh, ex-Golden Lover, Ibushi just freaking... Let's do it. I want the Golden Lovers to save someone. I want to rebuild the Elite the way it meant like a, when we were watching Being the Elite. I forgot nice. Being the Elite actually even existed. Uh, I was looking at something at my lunch and I'm like, oh, Being the Elite! <coughs> Bless you. And, Thank you. And uh, I'm like, I haven't watched Being the Elite in like four months. I forgot. I used to check religiously. Mm hmm. And I'll see what happens. Uh, guys, I wish we were in Bloodhaven. Bite wing, Babs. You got your Babs, your Bite wing, count your blessings. I got a Tony Morales and a Colin. It's fucking, I don't know, good enough? Yeah, it's good enough, right? <laughs> nah, I'm just giving you a shit. Take it, I guess. I don't Guys, this transmission is over, and this is dangerous to your pocketbook if Mr. Tony Morales is in your life. Buy the shirts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you in the head with a bag of pennies. <laughs> $14 worth of pennies.